Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of Faith Moments and the Voice of the Shepherd with a Franciscan moment on Mater Dei Radio. During our Lenten journey, a traditional devotion is praying the Stations of the Cross, particularly on the Fridays of Lent. What is the mystery behind the cross and what lessons can we learn from the lives of the saints? With me today to help us reflect upon the mystery of the cross is Father Dan Petit, a Franciscan friar. We've been joining him every month. Father Dan, welcome back to Mater Dei Radio during this Lenten season. How are you? Doing, doing very well, thank you. Uh, it's, it's nice and warm and clement weather here in the Fort Worth area this morning. Well, we're a little envious of that here in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. It's still a little cold here during our Lenten journey, but we, it helps us with our penitential uh, process. I yes, guess. there you go. That's it. Yeah, you're doing more penance than we are. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, you know, we we talked about last time you and I talked, we talked about fasting and prayer, a little bit of the example that we have received from the life of St. Francis. But let's talk about the cross. We certainly reflect upon the cross. We have the veneration of the cross on Good Friday, stations of the cross. The cross is the cornerstone to our faith. Give us a sense of just the Franciscan community's way in which you approach the cross, look at the cross. How is it part of your spirituality? Well, it, it enters right into the heart of our spirituality and uh, especially the charism of my own spirituality as a third order regular Franciscan of conversion because the cross is, is what spoke to Francis at a very pivotal moment in his own conversion. The San Damiano crucifix said to Francis as he sat and prayed and, and was kneeling before it in the church of San Damiano, go rebuild my church which, as you see, is falling into ruins. And that was from the cross. And uh, Francis set out, of course, with brick and mortar initially, but then came later to understand that Christ had fallen asleep in the hearts of the faithful and that one of the great things that Francis did was to revive Christ in the hearts of the faithful. And that all started with the voice of Jesus from the cross, who is our salvation. And so the cross enters very centrally into the Franciscan spirituality at that point. Mm -hmm. If we take a look at St. Francis and just his life in meditating, contemplating the mystery of the cross, where does that take him uh, in terms of how oh. he's going to live his life and be an example to others? Well, it took him eventually to Mount Laverna, where the cross and the nails and the imprint of the nails in his flesh uh, manifest themselves. So he so internalized the love of Christ crucified in his interior life that it eventually came and manifest itself in his body by way of these uh, wounds in his flesh uh, toward the end of his life, the last two years of his life, he actually did have the stigmata. And that was due to his love of Christ crucified. And um, the thing about uh, Christ crucified, you know, we might uh, be so taken aback, of course, by the brutality of what Christ suffered. But what we find there at the same time is a tremendous confidence in the Father's love for him even as he's suffering tremendous evil and injustice, Christ persists in his confidence in the Father, whereas 
when we start to experience evil or injustice or even perceive evil, we can start to lose hope and uh, we can start to lose confidence. Is God even there? Um, well, see, Christ maintained that confidence even through all that injustice. And see, that's what Francis was able to tap into in Christ and all the saints do. They continue to have this great confidence in God's love for themselves for the world even in the face of the evils and the injustices that they see and encounter as they mm -hmm. continue to live the life of christ mm -hmm. i'm talking with father dan petit franciscan friar as we reflect in this lenten season the mystery of the cross and certainly we have the tradition oh. of fridays the stations of the cross really every friday it's important to reflect upon the cross, the mysteries of the rosary. We have the sorrowful mysteries where we really reflect upon the cross. Um, maybe take us into our Lenten journey, Father Dan, as maybe ways in which we can really embrace the cross, reflect upon the cross as St. Francis did. Yeah, it's, um, of course, you know, Francis, as we've already uh, discussed earlier this year, we talked about his experience at Gubbio, where he had the crest scene. And that was Francis's spirituality was to express externally. Well, what happened was during the time of Francis, of course, the Muslims occupied the Holy Lands, which made pilgrimage to the holy sites near impossible. It was too dangerous. So what started to develop in Franciscan churches in Europe was they externalized the sites of the Holy Land in their churches by depicting the various sites of Jesus' passion and that's how the Stations of the Cross developed. And pilgrimages, instead of going to the Holy Land, would go to these station churches and make the way of the cross within them. And as that developed, of course, eventually the practice of the Stations of the Cross in all the churches of Europe were, was proliferated by the Holy Father, and it became a, a real devotion by which the faithful can enter more deeply into the Passion of Christ by... Uh, um, going through the stations of the cross, uh, especially uh, during the Lenten season on Friday. Right, right. Give us a sense, Father Dan, I know you serve at a parish that also has a school and just the community, the parish community, the school children, just the ways in which you're seeing them live out this Lenten journey. Well, of course, we, every Friday, we have the Stations of the Cross at our parish at St. Andrews here in, in uh, Fort Worth. We have the Stations of the Cross on Friday at 7 p.m. At 5.30, just before that, the Knights of Columbus put on the fish fry, of course, and uh, it's really uh, quite delightful. And then uh, we also have the grade school kids, the 7th and 8th graders, every year, they put on a passion play. They put on and depict the actual passion of Christ in theater, uh, which comes before uh, the whole community. Um, and it's according to the gospel of that year. So this year it'll probably be, I believe it's Matthew. And they'll actually depict that in drama for us. Uh, and they're starting to get ready for that right now. Yeah. I think that's just a powerful opportunity for a young person to not only read the gospel, but now I'm going to take time to kind of live this out. I mean, this is a live Lexio Divina, so to speak, is living out mm -hmm. the gospel and how that could be very transformative for these young people and for their parents in the parish to watch this reenaction. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the, and the children really get into it. Uh, they really do. And they, they try to play their part and they're very earnest about it. And it is a great way to help them understand and uh, appreciate what Jesus went through for us and, and take in the gospel and the good news. Right, right. Let's talk a little bit, Father Dan, about that San Damiano cross. You talked about the cross speaking to St. Francis, um, and we've talked about it before. I know the sisters at the at Our Lady of Peace have a big, big image of that beautiful cross. It has an icon look to it. Lots of different people are symbolized on that cross. Can you give us a little sense of this cross? Yeah, if you, if you, uh, you know, I was privileged really and i have a big image of the cross in my bedroom as well but i prayed before that cross all my years at franciscan because it was in the chapel of the friars uh for the 29 years i was there and so i really learned a lot about that cross and it's a it's a johannine cross it's it's a depiction the the artist obviously obviously took his inspiration from the gospel of john because you have the the, the players there, the beloved disciples there, um, Mary Magdalene, Mary the wife of Clopas, Joseph of Arimathea, they're all there in John's gospel, and that's what you have in the San Damiano crucifix. The other thing you have, if you look at the corpus of the San Damiano crucifix, is Jesus' stance is that of uh, glory. He's in glory. He's crucified. But he's also in glory. And that's, of course, John's understanding of the cross is the cross. Jesus is being lifted up and it's his first step to glorification in the father. And so the cross is the first step in a ladder leading him back to the father and, and in this Passover. And so you get that as well in this cross. And so Jesus' uh, hands, for example, are up in a praise gesture of the Father. And the Father's hand appears at the very top of the cross, blessing his Son. You can see this hand at the very top of the cross. So there's a lot of symbolism that way of Christ in victory in this cross. And just tremendous... Uh, Theology for faith, I think. It's for faith because I think it's easy enough for us to become trapped in the brutality of the cross, which was very real. But we also need to realize by our faith, this is the son of the living God who is defeating death on the cross in that brutality. He's defeating all of that brutality to make a new way possible for us. And that's the thing our faith needs to feed on as well. And this cross tries to bring that out a lot, just as St. John's Gospel does as well. Right. I'm talking with Father Dan Petit, Franciscan friar, on our Lenten journey, reflecting upon the cross. Father Dan, I want to talk with you a little bit more. I've got some more questions for you, but we are coming up to a break. Hold on the line, and we'll continue our conversation in the next half hour. Okay, thank you. This is Dina Marie, and I'm continuing my conversation with Franciscan friar, Father Dan Petit, reflecting in this Lenten season, the mystery of the cross. We're talking a little bit about the stations of the cross. Of course, the Franciscans really began that tradition of making the way of the cross. And so we really encourage you on Fridays in Lent or anytime uh, during your Lenten journey to continue to make that stations of the cross. Father Dan, we hear a lot about the mystery of the cross. And I guess in the in the 
lens of St. Francis in the early Franciscan community, maybe unpack that a little bit about what what is the mystery of the cross? And uh, for some, it's a stumbling block. And for some, it's it's the road to heaven. And so what is this mystery of the cross? Well, the mystery, uh, a mystery of its very nature, it reveals while at the same time it's concealing. So we don't have the full revelation just yet in a mystery. But the mystery is that in the midst of this brutality and what's happening on the cross, we don't have, as Jesus Christ superstar would have us think, we don't have just a man Mm -hmm. suffering brutally. We have the son of the living God. and, And there is the manifestation of mystery is The God who created the cosmos is undergoing our death in order to destroy it. And see, that's the mystery of the cross. And and for us as Catholics, uh, our way to rest is through toil. And our way to life is through death. And without Christ, all we have is toil and death. We never come to rest or to life without Christ. All we're left with is just simply toil and death. I mean, that's pretty bleak, and it's it's a source of a great deal of uh, nihilism in our culture today, I think, because there's a wholesale abandonment of Christ on a wide scale in our culture. That's cause to be depressed if all you have is toil and death. But see, with Christ, our toil can actually also lead us to rest. You know, come to me, all you who are weary and find life burdensome, I'll refresh you. There is there is some rest in the midst of our toil with Christ. And then, of course, we're all going to die eventually. But see, by way of our death, we also come to life in Christ. And this really is, uh, I think, something of the mystery of the cross is uh, St. John Chrysostom, I think, put it so well in, when he, uh, like the saints do, you know, the saints observe the cross, they see the brutality, it's awful what the Son of the living God had to suffer, but he said that on the cross, death swallowed a man and found God. Mm. Now, that's a real serious case of indigestion, if you ask me. And death was completely destroyed from the inside because God entered into the belly, if you will, of death the way Jonah entered the belly of the well. And he just completely destroyed it and freed us. And so now our death actually becomes not just a final period on our life. It's a comma. And we enter into life instead. You know, And that's the, that's the mystery of the cross. Right. Uh, is the way that our toil can actually also include rest now and also our death can include life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Father Dan, we have in, right behind you in your office and I have surrounded, in fact, in every room in my home is a crucifix. It's not a cross without the corpus of Christ because that crucifix reminds us of the hope and and maybe just give us a sense of how important it is for us as as Catholics, particularly our rosaries, have a crucifix. Uh, our yeah. our homes, our churches, our altars have a crucifix. 
there's power, uh, there's mystery, but ultimately there's hope and glory that we find in that cross, that crucifix. Yes, yes. The crucifix with the corpus instead of just a bare cross. Um, the bare cross is what we have without faith because our faith gives us not just a man upon the cross, but God himself. Our faith accesses uh, the reality of God. And so when I embrace the cross, I'm embracing the man upon it who happens to also be God. And that's my strength. It becomes a great source of strength that I can lean into in life. Whereas if all I do is embrace a bare cross, that's all I have without Christ is just the cross. I have the cross either way. Life is hard. It can be very hard in this world, uh, no matter whether I believe in Christ or not. But it's when Christ is upon that cross, he can actually transform what are otherwise evils, sometimes even injustices that we suffer, he can transform those and help us transform those into goods. Because that's something um, St. Augustine discovered, is God is the only one capable of bringing good out of evil. Without him, we're just left with the evil, and there's no reason to try to get up again. You know, But with his help, we can get up again, and we can even learn to forgive, and we can learn to let go, and we can learn to carry on in our journey even experience healing as we move through because of the son of the living God on that cross. So he says, take up your cross daily because I'm on the cross and we embrace him. He's there. The corpus is there. That's right. That's right. And I think you mentioned something so important, Father Dan, that's part of this Lenten journey, healing and forgiveness. I mean, these are the things wow. that will hold us back is an, an uh, unwillingness to forgive and the ongoing uh, suffering that we have for wounds, emotional wounds, spiritual wounds, that we don't um, receive that gift of the cross. Maybe give us a sense of how we can really move forward when we are wounded, when we might be holding on to a grudge, but there is a call from Christ to forgive and to accept the grace that he has for us. Yeah, you know, when the apostles asked Jesus, you know, St. Uh, John the Baptist taught his disciples how to pray. Will you teach us how to pray? And, of course, in that prayer, Jesus included the, the, the call to forgive those who trespass against us as we forgive those, uh, you know, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Because he knew that in a fallen world, it's inevitable that we're going to get hurt. It's inevitable that we're going to be hurt in a fallen world. So forgiveness becomes very important. So we're not carrying this luggage with us of our, our resentments, our angers, our hurts. Um, but rather, we're able by forgiveness to let go of it. Now, the difficulty with letting go is before I can let go, I need to understand the truth of what's harmed me which can sometimes be pretty ugly. You know, the evil we suffer sometimes can be so ugly, we don't want to look at it. But Jesus says, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
Well, see, there's the source of your forgiveness. You're letting go. But I have to first come to the truth of the evil that has been perpetrated against me or I've experienced or the injustice I'm suffering. And once I can do that, it becomes the catalyst, if you will, to let go and forgive. And, and that's what forgiveness is. It's letting go. It's not necessarily the case that maybe I'll become real close and intimate again with the people that have harmed me, but it does call me to let go of the harm I've received so that I'm not carrying that with a grudge into the kingdom. I mean, it's not going to work. In the communion of saints, we don't have grudges. You know, like you've got Stephen who was killed by St. Paul, and they're all both in the communion of the saints, you know, because of this, you know. And it's, but it's hard sometimes because sometimes what we suffer is pretty unpleasant and we don't want to look at it and we don't want to acknowledge it. And, and, but that's what becomes the hard part of forgiveness, I think, is naming the evil we've suffered and then being able to come to Jesus and say, but I still forgive and I, and I let go of this, mm -hmm. you know. The hope in the cross. This is where our hope lies, is in the cross of Jesus Christ. Father Dan Petit joining us with another Franciscan moment, one of our Franciscan friars and good friends. And Father Dan, we just got another moment or two. Would you help us close with um, a prayer and your blessing as we continue our Lenten journey together? Sure thing. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending us Jesus, your Son, and together sending into our hearts the Holy Spirit of truth and love. We ask and pray that we may ever learn to follow his way of peace, that we too may become instruments of peace like St. Francis in the world. And we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may the blessed mighty God descend upon you all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Dan. Have a blessed Lenten season, and we'll look forward to talking with you soon. Okay. Thank you, Dina Marie. I hope you have a good rest of your Lent.